strength It's a sword of power Sword is power Dragon and earth Soaring through the sky Spread your wings Super. Everyone at once decided the show needs more children fighting adults, just beating children into the ground. Will kids finally get what's coming to them? Find out this week on Falling Out Super. Yeah, we've all been mad at podcasts. Jeremy, introduce the show. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Balling Out Super. The podcast you love to hate. Beep, beep. <laughs> I'm your host, Jeremy Hammond, and with me, as always, are my problematic co-hosts, Katie Rose Leon. Let's go! <laughs> and Alex Patak. Yeah, I'm not afraid to say the N-word. New content. <laughs> beep, beep! <laughs> uh, and our guest this week, uh, y- 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 you, wanted, you wanted the best, you got the best. <laughs> Riley from Trash Future. Hello, what's up? Uh, Yes, the the brand name of our podcast is The Best. Due to to some obscure UK defamation law, we're legally allowed to call ourselves that, regardless of what we say or do. Yeah, did we get the copyright on that? Did we hit all the points? I know you said that we had a certain way we had to introduce you. Well, I was halfway through the the kiss intro. I was trying to do the kiss intro, and then I was like, "Well, I can't say the hottest podcast host in the world." <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't stop you from saying it. <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, moi." Um, We're not trying to incite the fury of Red Scare on a fucking Monday. Yeah, that's oh, the that's last you those day you want are. to incite the fury of Red Scare. That's where they're off harassing <laughs> Garfield, which is why you hate Mondays so much. <laughs> um, okay, so Riley, it's been a little while since we've had a guest on the show, so we may be a little rusty on this portion. Yeah, but, that's fine. Uh, You're we doing like great to... so far. Thank you so much. It, you know, it's really nice to hear sometimes. <laughs> um, but we like to start the podcast off by talking to our guests a little bit about Dragon Ball and anime and what your experience with them are. Yeah. Uh, were you ever a fan of Dragon Ball? I was. I was a huge fan of Dragon Ball uh, in the capacity of what was on um, the Canadian uh, TV, like youth t- children's TV channels I would watch. So I'd mm-hmm. always make sure I would catch Dragon Ball. But because I don't think that the um, people at, I think it was CBC's youth brand YTV, Channel 25 in Southern Ontario, I don't think they really paid much attention to the sequences of things Mm. and so dragon ball dragon ball z dragon ball gt these things would all sort of air concurrently so my experience with dragon ball is the whole dragon ball extended universe is as though it was directed by like quentin tarantino Uh trepanning himself so you you experienced dragon ball much like uh the human mind perceives time (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, 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 my experience, Dragon Ball, but like somehow occluded by cicades, uh, I was I was unable to really capture all of it. But I always loved it because 
and this is the same thing for me in video games. I was always a sucker for big, elaborate moves with many, many, many steps. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, the you longer... are gonna love. <laughs> You're gonna love everything about this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, this show actually—it's interesting. Um, all the words we're saying now are part of an elaborate four-person like warp transformation into a uh, an ener- being a pure energy who can fight the slightly bigger bad that's coming. <laughs> That's yeah, something... here's the thing, though. As a woman, I am not allowed. <laughs> no, you're going to be off to the sideline saying, oh, look out. He's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I just I want to... us to study. What about yeah. our studies? I need more unmarked boxes for my hovel. <laughs> right. <laughs> Girls love hovels. Um so the so the thing is, yeah, I was so I was loving I was loving Dragon Ball, but I wasn't really understanding it any more than like just as a source of cool sequences of colors i got i got out of ah. it much the same thing that i got out of like final fantasy games where i was like i want to see the fucking limit breaks um and then my relationship with anime changed where i it became kind of a snob about it and mm. so i started spending lots of money on ebay buying like ripped dvds from hong kong region free dvds from hong kong Mm -hmm. because i was like i'm never going to be able to get my parents to spend 113 canadian dollars on the neon genesis evangelion (laughs) perfect collection i'm gonna have to spend 40 dollars on a ripped hong kong version and i'm gonna have to wait for it to get shipped here quick quick question quick question yeah i have questions too yeah in in canada uh are you regularly calling them canadian dollars uh yeah yeah all the time (laughs) You, but you're, you're not there just two dollars. Knees. There are two knees. <laughs> yeah, you go to you go to Tim you go to Tim Hortons and uh, they say they ask you what you want and then you say what you'll have, uh, which is like you know a double double and then um, then a, a BLT for Buddy over here because you have mm-hmm. to call people Buddy if you're referring to them. That's this Canadian thing, right? I've okay. seen Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, <laughs> then they'll say, "Oh, that'll be three Canadian dollars fifty, and off you go." <laughs> and fifty uh, Canadian it's, cents. <laughs> it, it's weird because I'm a Canadian. I'm a Canadian who's lived his entire adult life in Britain, which means I don't know how to refer to Canada because uh-huh. anytime that you say, "Oh, well," I was I was talking to my girlfriend today, um, and I was talking about a, a a paved path, and I was saying, "Oh, well, you can rollerblade on that path. It's pavement." And apparently that means something else over here. And I've been mm. here for 10 years. And so what then does I have it mean to say... In, Wait, what the, the fuck UK? does it mean? Yeah, what does it mean? <laughs> okay, you know how like what we in the real world would call the sidewalk is made of slabs that are laid down one after the other? Yes. Yeah, we all Concrete. know basic sidewalk construction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know a thing or two about sidewalks. I'm in the union. Yeah, we've installed um, a few. Um, so they, they specifically... Uh, a concrete path that is made of paving slabs like a sidewalk is pavement. But they wouldn't say the street is pavement. That's nonsense. The street is absolutely pavement. That's what I said. <laughs> um, I anyway, mean, so technically I, but, it's asphalt, but that's fine. Jeremy, but you pave city asphalt. Hammond. The roads are made true. with grey rockadoos. You know, <laughs> like, a, the, the verb is still pave, so it is still pavement. Yeah, It's just a I, different material. Was Pavement from Britain or, or here, the band? I think they're I from think here. They're from I think Britain. they're from the South. I think, I think they're from Seattle. 
Okay. Anyway, point uh. being is that <laughs> when I say, oh, yeah, that's what we call it in Canada, it sounds like that's what we call it specifically in Canada. But I also can't say that's what they call it in America because then it sounds like I'm excluding Canada. So I don't mm. know how to refer to stuff that's ubiquitous in the great cultural blob that is both Canada the, and America. You want to say the new world. You want to say in the new world. <laughs> Sorry, that's a new world sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> Why the nose on this new world sidewalk is decadent? <laughs> that's what. Um, yeah, that, that's what. That's what Tony Soprano said to that guy um, the, for the New York mob before he curb stomped him for being rude to his daughter. Right? Yeah, when uh, you know my family uh, escaped the Holocaust, they're like, I hear this. <laughs> <laughs> the asphalt paved with gold in the mm-hmm. new world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And they were like, "I can't wait to I can't wait to start doing all of these crazy new expressions that are going to cause Riley a hard time when he moves back over to Europe." <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, back to anime. I have a question. Thank you. Said you. you were, yeah, thank you. Star of the once. show, you're Katie Rose Leon. All right, let's go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you said you became a snob. Oh, yeah. And what I'm wondering is, so I remember when I first became an insufferable nerd, part of that experience was labeling certain properties of anime for, like, posers. What were, like, your reviled shows? Like, I remember seeing a girl, like, get excited about Trigun in a blockbuster, and I'd be like, that is just... That's bullshit anime. That's for dumb babies. Come you're on. You're a poser. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why, why do I feel like you're always trying to start a fight with the fan base? Vash no, has I cool mean, glasses. He has cool glasses. I, There's a guy who plays I, the saxophone and he freaking blows say, on that thing. I, I want to make it clear as an adult... I don't believe any of that because I think all anime is fucking hot trash garbage smash and there's no difference <laughs> between it and it's all fun. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. you know, try I don't feel that way about now, but I remember feeling that way as a teen. Mm. Yeah, the, the the Manhattan Experimental Cocktail Club is really getting some breaking some new ground with the hot trash garbage smash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yum yum. Um no, uh so I I don't know. I um I basically was casting about in the dark, just l- trying to hear what other people would mention, and then buying it on eBay, and then watching it while working out in my mom's elliptical, because I was a real chubby little 14-year-old. Oh, <laughs> hell yes, dude. Dude, chubby little buddies love the elliptical, son. It's such a good, basically, it's such a good workaround for like, I hate effort, but I need to do something about this. But then I would like watch like I don't know like Ruroni Kenshin or something. Everyone's like you know like some show about some some samurai with like godlike speed, reflexes, and strength. And I'd be there in the elliptical, being like working towards it, right? Working they, towards. They never it. have any scenes where uh, Kenshin uses the elliptical for three to four hours a day just to get <laughs> a right. general heart rate up. Well, I just so, feel in also, line with One Punch Man, though. The, the other thing, right, was that when I, because for me, like, I, anime was something that was, it didn't follow me out of my teens. Like, I, don't, I didn't sort of start disliking it um, or, or anything. It just didn't really follow me out of my teens, but it was ridiculously important in my teens, <laughs> uh, especially because in that period, I lived like, like, I went to a school pretty, just about, that was like a far enough away distance from my town. Um, that like I couldn't go socialize with anyone easily, and everyone in my town was like a retired banker. Um, Interesting. So, 
yeah. entire so, high school of retired bankers. <laughs> yeah, just, just all, all they're all doing somehow insider trading tricks <laughs> because right. the SEC told them that if they like do the Steve Buscemi thing, they yeah, can claim anime an didn't percent. follow me outside of high school because I went to an anime high school and then I was done with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I went to the high school in Love Hina. <laughs> Uh, I was constantly getting. I was like a fat kid on a on a on an elliptical, just constantly getting nosebleeds because, like, I don't know, like eight different women would be somehow like be in a clear sauna in front of me, and I'd be like, and I'd just be gushing blood out the nose for one punch me into the stars. The thing is, too, you will you would have gone to the sauna with them and then still been surprised and shocked that they are naked there. Oh yeah, I think the main character in, in in Love Hina pretty much constantly forgets that women's clothes aren't part of their bodies. Yes, and is always <laughs> surprised that oh my god they come off. Maybe he just never developed object permanence. That would explain a lot. Yeah, and that makes the uh, that makes everyone else in the show the harasser and not him. Mm-hmm. You yeah. could make a really good anime about a young Joe Biden. Yeah. Like he's still old, but he's just small, and he's like the star of a Love Hina type show. Yeah, I was gonna say, so what like are you a, talking about? That's just Love Hina. Except Please do not Kitaro. ruin horny anime with me with the face of my oppressor. No, this could be good. I'm saying that he's still running for president and he's doing all his Joe Biden stuff, but there's also just eight horny girls who all want to be his boy, her his girlfriend. And he's like, not no, now, wait. miss. Wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. Are you proposing that, like, due to some will or a blood promise or something, that the White <laughs> House has to be turned into an all-girls hostel that Joe Biden <laughs> is some is also the president of? No, no, he's running for president, and these girls are getting in the way of his goals and dreams. Why did I hire these? <laughs> why did I hire these eight busty nineteen-year-olds to be my campaign manager? Due to a shipping error. All of my campaign staff has been replaced with Tsundere Mamacitas. Or what if they're all his um his VP Alex, choices? He has made it clear he does not care for the Latina vote. That's <laughs> true. He's not pursuing it. I don't know. Per- personally, I'd like to see a, I'd like to see like a y- young Joe Biden in like <laughs> in in like a I don't know one of these. Uh, 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 like Love Hina style strange animes that just never makes it over. Uh, or I'd like to see him in XL Saga, just constantly like, like, like just being like an anime wily e. coyote. It'd be great. He's a, well. That's the thing is, he's kind of the perfect uh, uh, personality to be an anime protagonist because nothing he does ever like quite makes sense, and it would be greatly explained as a translation error. Yeah, I, 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 he's frequently, and because of his advanced stage dementia, he's frequently yandere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm sure yeah, some, like, sometimes he makes that Ake, uh, Ahe Gal face, and then his staff has to hide it from us, but he's making that face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They, this is, that's the thing, right? Because Joe Biden is just like, I don't know, employed a bunch of like you know pedophiles and financial criminals to be his campaign staff, I assume, allegedly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> instead of getting just like a bunch of like neat incel meme lords who would just realize that they could rebrand all of the times where his his brain just sparks and he forgets to talk for a few minutes as just doing the Ahigao face. (laughs) 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 Wins all 50 states. Do you guys have the phrase neat in uh, the U.S.? 
Neat. Like that. Wow, that's neat. Not in education, employment, or training. Yes. No. Okay. No, I've never heard I that. I have not heard of that. Oh, so that's a, it's a. I guess it's a British phrase that describes just someone who is not participating in society and just like uh, I don't know, like who is yeah, just completely not participating in society and just like you know makes Pepe memes or would have been making Pepe memes a couple years ago. Wow, that's crazy. We don't have that phrase because that would apply to so many people here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess chuds kind of cover that. I want to circle back for a second and talk about uh, 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 child workout routines. Did any of you guys ever go on the weighted pull-up assist machine and then set that bad boy to, like, your full body weight and do, like, super pull-ups with one finger? No. Uh, No. No, but I can I do another child workout story because I have tons. Yeah, of we just do this every week. Uh-huh. <laughs> Regular segment. Now I may but just be a simple buff child. <laughs> <laughs> Once we played the child workouts theme song, we're all free to blast out whatever we got in mind. All right, so here's the first rep of my what we call a rep in the workout <laughs> business um, of my uh, child workout stories. Oh, this is the second rep, I guess. Uh, so I'm I'm now pump. I'm getting a pump from talking about my child workout stories um because i wanted to like really stop being fat um a gym opened above the shoppers drug mart in like um in 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 my town across from a winery and so Hmm. i used to go to the gym like what was opened above the shoppers drug mart that was owned by a guy who will remain nameless who like (laughs) I was thinking about the other I'm day. I'm sure he's listening right now. <laughs> no, <'cause> I, <laughs> it's um, just all Tumblr girls and then one like 80-year-old entrepreneur like, uh-huh, <laughs> who was it? <laughs> <laughs> but, it's a guy called Kevin. And um, basically, I never really... Cl- and so I used to go and I would listen to... Um, uh, G Unit <laughs> on my iPhone, on my Apple, uh, I- Apple's iPod. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do, I would do weights and so on. And then I really didn't put two and two together. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, "Oh shit, his life fell apart because he <laughs> no longer had that gym in the, in that space. He then moved his gym into his basement, and I was like, well, that's the only gym I know. Guess I'll keep going there." And so I would show up at this guy's basement, listen to 300 bars by the game while doing bench bench press, if not very much. And then I stopped going when he tried to sell me like a pyramid scheme of workout shakes. No. Yeah. I just real. I I was like. At Herbalife, it's cost the ocean, I guess. And it wasn't. (laughs) It wasn't Herbalife. It was something to do with acai berries, which are now, I guess, very common as a superfood. Yeah. yeah. And so I got so... But, like, again... So you're saying you could have got on the ground floor of acai berries and you yeah, chose that. Yeah, it sounds you. like you missed out on an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like 15-year-old me. Um, you could have like, been a self-sufficient millionaire by now. I yeah. could have had the lifestyle that I wanted uh, on my terms. I could have been the world's first 16-year-old who's got, like, a like a Diddy thing going on. <laughs> oh, sorry. I could be the I could be the first sixteen year old not associated with the No Limit Empire and Master P. Yeah, you could have been Riley Shaka, Dirty Money. Who had a Diddy thing going on. Man, mid two thousands hip hop really had an effect on you. <laughs> <laughs> Just also garbage hip hop as well. I was like the first the first concert I ever saw in the town of St. Catharines, which is like the Ontario equivalent of God Pittsburgh, I guess. Okay. Um, somewhere tough. 
Yeah, some are really yeah, but, cool. But remember, it's Canadian, so none of it's actually that tough. It's just sort of <laughs> derelict. <laughs> it's um, just cold. It's <laughs> like a lot of coal miners. And... Uh, so it, it was a place that was abandoned by the auto industry. Okay. okay. Anyway. Okay. Uh, I'm fuck, familiar um, with the concept. Uh, it was the first the first concert I ever went to was Lloyd Banks, who played at like an auto workers hall in St. Catharines. <laughs> Which one did and he do again? A rotten Apple. Rotten yeah. Apple. Yeah, unfamiliar. I don't remember any of his songs. I don't listen. I I just listen rotten to techno Apple. now. I don't know why I had such a strange, <laughs> like mainstream rap phase when I was fourteen or fifteen. But it I was a big concert. time to be into that, though. Like it was very. It was like very. It was getting very cool in like suburban, uh, yuppie culture to be. Uh, semi-ironically slash not ironically into like very violent rap yeah 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 i was uh, very anyways, second only to now really yeah. in terms of like times to be into hip-hop because now it's like it feels like all music is hip-hop like 80 percent of what's available to consume is hip-hop yeah it's hey true. come come to come to the uk come to we'll come to europe generally that is not the case <laughs> <laughs> Well, and you wonder, where did they get the energy to produce all these huge songs and No Limit hits? And then you realize Acai Berries really stormed the market (laughs) in the 10s and late O's. And that's going to give you so much more energy to kind of crank this stuff out. Uh, So I just uh, the last thing I remember about this is I remember being very worried about it because also like all, all my parents ever bought me for clothes were like Lacoste polo shirts. And so I looked like, a, doofa. I looked like, like a, a pudgy kid in a pastel. I, 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 I basically looked like a failed clone of a Kennedy. And so I, just, oh, no. I needed something. And they're all failed clones. Um, like, Send like, this like, one like, back. He loves Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I'm just, just, just the the idiot Kennedy who's just who's basically J Rock from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> that is what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, I got it. Uh, fucking uh, yeah. So I went and I, I went to Winners, which is our version of TJ Maxx, which is the American version of TK Maxx, which is what we call it over here. Uh, and what? I bought the lart. Yeah. What? I- Excuse me. <laughs> what is the like K from for? Digimon? TK Maxx? Yeah. He sells clothes? The K is for ketamine, because it's Europe. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I will let you know that ketamine is pretty stable over here now, too. The ketamine <laughs> markets are worldwide. Yeah, I, 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 don't know, I don't know what's up over in America. Anyway. It's a store that says everything. It's called Total Ket Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just go... Just going um, and people just leaning on on the walls and shit. I went in and I bought the largest Mark Echo shirt I could find, <laughs> and then I put it on over my Lacoste polo because I didn't have time to go home. Hard, hard uh, boy. Collars out or in of the, of the Echo baby. shirt. Collar was in, but then oh, while God. I was vibing to Lloyd Banks rapping to a group of like. I don't know, like a hundred people in a union hall in St. Catharines. I think the caller must have come out. Must have. You know, just like a room where you can see exactly who's saying the words they're not supposed to be saying. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It was 2007, um, so maybe you it's not a big maybe deal. Maybe you could have, yeah. Maybe you could have gotten away with it. Yeah. 
Like I just could okay, Lloyd Banks is one of those people where I do kind of wonder what he's doing now. We had um, him on. What was he into? <laughs> <laughs> he was oh. really into Evangelion, if I were yeah. yeah. He's getting really into herb gardening in his age. It's right. Uh, really relaxing. Let's see. Uh well, uh the Re, uh, on his Wikipedia, the yeah, last I'm, I'm entry in the Wikipedia. timeline <laughs> is Resurgence with G Unit 2014 to present. Whoa. So there's been a, a G Unit resurgence going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah? If is you that didn't so? set your alarms, <laughs> if you didn't set a Google alarm for G Unit resurgence, this <laughs> update is for you. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm just looking at that and just my, my, stom- my stomach is just becoming slightly larger. I'm getting my baby fat back. Um, <laughs> my shirt's becoming longer and there's just, a, there's just like a three Lacoste polos emerging from beneath it with the collar up. So I, was, I had a lot of different confused identities then. So you're growing Super Saiyan, but instead of your hair turning blonde, your shirt is just getting too long. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, That's kind it's of what getting, we're about. it's getting very long. Um, yeah, and so, but this was all sort of the anime period for me. But also, the anime period was watching like what was around on the TV networks, and then ordering. I what did I order? I ordered Evangelion. I also because it was it was just shown to me by a friend, and I was like, robots. I love the robot anime. So obviously, I was. I was like pretty confused by the back half of that show. <laughs> <Right>. uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, it was something I, I later revisited. Postmodernism. I'm 15. <laughs> I, I revisited it later and appreciated it much more. But I bought a lot of others. So I did buy um, uh, the 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 child the child's plaything of Trigun. Um, I would just basically buy whatever was recommended to me because I had gamer no girl. Get the I had fuck no out. way. Of pre- Stop judging Trigun. All our listeners are getting mad. You're making everyone no mad. Oh, basically, I. I, I I had they no way. Love of... me. I am the star oh my of the God. show. Oh my right. fucking God. So I had no way of previewing anything. People would just tell me to get stuff. And I'd be like, well, I guess I'm going to have to buy some bootleg DVDs from Hong Kong again. Um, <laughs> You're just single handedly so... propping up Hong Kong's economy. <laughs> it, was me. it was absolutely, yeah. it wasn't like HSBC being headquartered there. It wasn't, it was like, you know, any of the many commodities traders. The fact that for a long time it was the only place you could buy rent be with dollars it was me right. buying dvds it yeah. was a uh, 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 <laughs> blank cd roms of uh basic artwork of a box set that says gundam wang which has all of gundam <laughs> wing in it <laughs> but technically legally you could buy it yeah what else did i buy what else did i buy i got um i i loved all of ruroni kenshin um how long that's Samurai a long X. show right that's like 200 yeah. episodes or something and, and it does a thing where like much like the show bones um it like gets <laughs> completely carried away after a couple of seasons and just because it has to keep doing like bigger bads and chapters from deeper and deeper in kenshin's life and just think the stakes just have to keep rising every episode which is great uh but it was a long one when did they introduce the gun guy in raroni kenshin Oh, there's a big arc I'm, where a guy's like, "By the way, guns." <laughs> <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that is that Shishio Makoto or is that someone else? I I I I'll just remember one episode where Kenshin kills everyone with a sword, and he's like, "Behold, the cranky shooty." <laughs> I mean, I still do watch the uh, Kenshin Saito fight on YouTube sometimes because it's just a beautiful piece of animation. It's a wonderful, um, it's a wonderful show, Riley. While you're here, because yes. um, 
I have not taken advantage of any of the times we've done this with Ollie on, but what is the general perception of Peaky Blinders in the UK? Because it's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> what? What? Um, what are you what? doing? What is this? What okay. Fuck? I think it's a uh, show for smart people. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? How long have you been harboring this? <laughs> Well, I really um, like that they had the communist plot in the first season with one of the main yeah. characters who's a communist, and then he gets a better acting job for the second <laughs> season. So off camera, they're like, "Yeah, he got sick and died." I don't know why I'm finding it like horrifying to find this out about you right now in this moment. That he likes a show called Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I just yeah. I don't know why it's like really upsetting. You lo- uh, you know I love bombastic and inaccurate accents, and that's, that's all that true. show is. <laughs> oh yeah, they're just they, they they took um, and that's the funny thing. It's from this country, and we still couldn't get the regional accent right. Um, <laughs> Have you seen yeah, any of it? Uh, I've seen I've seen bits and scraps of it, but I've not I've not been able to like form a I, i've not been able to form a solid opinion of it what i know is that everyone who i've talked to from here who has seen it really rates it okay rates All it right. is good oh so it likes it <laughs> okay yeah okay cool <laughs> they think it's straight pavement <laughs> uh, they, put, they put the cri- they put the crisps on the pavement to check for the exchequer. <laughs> you know, um, hey, that's what that's how these that's how you celebrate um, Saint Swithin's Day over here. Is you put the crisps on the pavement, and if you've been a good little boffin, uh, the exchequer <laughs> comes by in the lorry and leaves you a tuppence. Oh wow! You're at no, sixes and sevens Saint Blethyn's Day this year. Uh, yeah, this is, a fu- this is a fucking stupid country. I can promise you that. <laughs> Just, just a clown ass society. I no just want to make sure. I want to make sure I'm not alone on the Peaky Blinders train. Yo, no one needs as many regional accents as the UK has. Unreal, <laughs> unreal. How many there are? So many. There are regional accents from different bits of London. Yeah, we had one episode where we actually looked up where Cockney comes from, and we have never oh, done that a again. A tiny bit. A tiny bit. It's, it's like it's one small... street. <laughs> It's a small amount of, of like central East London that's now all WeWorks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's so fun to picture the, the Cockney ragamuffins running the WeWork. <laughs> well, 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 you want your watermelon flavored water over it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the Cockney, that's the lovable Cockney chimney sweep after he was transported to Australia for doing insider trading. I can't do the accent, Alex, but you should do one about the beer taps being pulled out. <laughs> you go for another spritz of the bubbly, only to find that they haven't refilled it yet this afternoon. That's a fucking shame, it is. That's <laughs> a fucking shame. That's the best thing about Peaky Blinders, is they have this family of brothers who all have different accents for some reason. <laughs> well, that happens. That totally straight up happens, though. Um, Why? <laughs> Well, okay, because, like, your accent changes based on where you go to school and university. So, like, my ex-girlfriend was northern, and she had a northern accent. And then she went to university in Nottingham, which was considered right posh by the standards of people from Macclesfield. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all the people she grew up with continued having a quite strong northern accent. 
and then she had kind of a softened northern accent, and they never let her hear the end of it for sounding basically slightly richer. Yeah, nor that's should you. Like, nor should you let her. The hear comics the end of that it. we know over here who are Irish, uh, all they talk about is how when they go home, everyone's like, "You sound American." We're like, "You sound so fucking Irish." <laughs> <laughs> We're just throwing <laughs> potatoes at them. I, okay, here's the thing. I've now lived in this country. I I have. I have studied at two universities in this country. I've lived here for 10 years. I have done all of the things that these people do to get their acts to make their accents different. My I have all of my friends are with a couple exceptions. Most of the vast majority of my friends are British. I spend all of my time around people with English accents. I think it's just the whole your accent changes as you move around things a fucking scam perpetrated on us by the Irish and the British. <laughs> all right, I, I here swear. it comes out. There the it is. The anti-Irish sentiment. Yeah, I say, you sound extremely podcast. Canadian. Um, <laughs> All right. Full, as much I, as I would love to only speak about dialects in various regions of Europe, we are now 33 minutes into the show and we have to recap Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> Excelsior. It is I, Jordan D. Peterson, and I'm here to talk to you about my favorite new podcast that I see around the web these days, Ballin' Out Super Podcast. Your forefathers would sit around a campfire, and you'd all listen to the podcast, and they'd shake their heads and hold on to their women's breasts. It's really something that doesn't happen anymore, and it's sad. You should donate $5 to their Patreon, and it's really fantastic what they're doing behind that paywall. As presented in the Disney archetype, the universe has... I've always been there presenting these norms and that's what we have to do we have to support these podcasts so that we can use them to all fuck in a big pile that's what I want to do I want to fuck in a big pile of Jordan Peterson style baby yeah you didn't take notes so we're doing this this is a team effort I I thought no I told you that I forgot to fucking write the script we're working on oh yeah we'll talk about that later (laughs) I have one job, and I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Are y'all ready? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, The title of this episode is Goku on the Ropes. Pin your hopes on the spirit bomb. Oh, we're Uh, rhyming now all of a sudden? (laughs) I guess, yeah. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Job titling Dragon Ball Z episodes? Yeah, this sounds like something the dude on the G train would scream at you. (laughs) With our Gokus on the ropes, you can't pin your hopes on the children watching on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Next stop, Bedford Nostrand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you guys know what I'm talking about. All right. um, uh, For those not in the know, the G train in New York has a conductor that's always uh, spitting for some reason. He's having fun. He's having fun with it. Yeah. He's spitting because he's the greatest in the game. That's true. Sorry, that's that's strange. Um, (laughs) On uh, one thing I can say about the London Underground is that it is almost psychotically placid where no one would do... No one's anything singing like or that. anything? No one's doing no songs one, and dances? No one's, no one's having a talking. mental break or sobbing silently into no. their sandwich or no. even peeing people, on things? Even people who are there in like groups of people, 
they don't talk to one another while they're like on the train. It's not like a hard and fast rule like people do, but they also there's this thing where people frequently talk in hushed tones. So on the London Underground, it's very, very, very quiet. That's fucking weird. That well, sucks. but there has to be sometimes you step onto the tube and then the conductor comes over the loudspeaker and he only speaks an iambic pentameter as a laugh. Um, well, no, I mean, again, that's that's just a law from 1433. <laughs> yeah, that's just how they do it regular. <laughs> if, if, if in tunnels through the earth ye be, then across <laughs> this line shall ye never see. <laughs> oh, boy, if I could whip this one out, boy, would I. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, guys, you remember last week? There's a monkey now. Uh, yeah, Vegeta's a monkey, but he's Vegeta- like, he's a smart monkey. Yeah. Uh, something I noticed is that he didn't lose his clothes. Yeah. And uh, baby Dragon Ball Goku would always be mad naked after he became a monkey. Yeah. So they explain this in um, in the Frieza saga. I'm so sorry for doing this. But oh, they God. Are you about to give me an accurate explanation? Why does the monkey's clothes get bigger, Jeremy? Why is uh, the monkey wearing to- Air Jordans, Jeremy? It's because when he gives the uh, he gives Krillin and Gohan the Saiyan armor and it looks super tiny and they're like, how are we supposed to get this on? He's like, it stretches. Don't you remember? And then it's a flashback to him as the giant monkey in the stretchy armor. The only Boy, part of it hey. I'm really fully against is that the shoes get bigger because I want to see his weird monkey hand feet. And instead, yeah. it's just a sweet pair of kicks. <laughs> <laughs> We're not cool. there yet. The monkey roars and Goku is 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 just uh you know trying to figure out what the fuck to do because he needs 10 seconds to get this gosh darn spirit bomb together and uh he does a thing that becomes a president in this show in which he goes wait that's it i will borrow a move from my friend tien and he does a solar flare which he has never practiced or done ever he just does it immediately rendering all tien's achievements meaningless this is how you know <laughs> that you're dealing with a natural talent is he can just watch tn do it and then bam i just can bust do... it out yeah it's like in the matrix how they just download kung fu that's what goku has the ability <laughs> to do yeah I've, i that's uh i actually have been watching the the animatrix recently and there is a, f- a fight where um they do try to cut one another's clothes off and i'm like what's up with that uh but yeah, it does seem like in Dragon Ball, I mean, I'm, apologies if this is uh, retreading old ground, it's just sort of a matter of believing in yourself hard enough, and then you can, and announcing that you're going to do something. Yeah. And do it, and doing it with conviction. Right, it's, it's all about like citations. Yeah, yeah it it's seems like most about... of the time it's saying the name is what does the move anyway, mm-hmm. so it's like, it seems like you could just say any name and, and, and you could just do it. Right, like sometimes he has to say Kamehameha, and then other times he just does a Kamehameha. Yeah. That always grinds my gears a little bit. Hmm. Also, but, we've, yeah, we've brought this up before. The, the solar flare is possibly the most effective move ever in the show. I know. Yeah. It works and, every uh, time. <laughs> it always lands. And uh, you can't say that much for anything else. Yeah, he does it, and immediately Vegeta's like, Oh my big old monkey eyes! They're so I big. Can't, I cannot see. <laughs> I am blinded. There's so much oh. more to burn. <laughs> oh. Why Open did I? Open the window. That solar flare is sucking the air out. Uh, Goku flies onto a rock to pant, 
And he's like, all right, got my moment. Let's do this. And Goku calls upon the earth to give him his energy. And we see beautiful scenes of the ocean and a, and a flower. It's like a real psychedelic experience. He's mm-hmm, communing mm-hmm. with the earth. And that microdosing is really setting in solid right now. And it makes his arm all, all like... His arm is like... It's got like a fuzzy, frilly white shape on it. Yeah. It's the it's only time gross. they do this is to... <laughs> They they it's like a fuzzy energy is on his arm when he does the spirit bomb. It looks like mold. Yeah, it looks like mold. Mm-hmm. It's gross. Yeah, it looks like they <laughs> rubbed some of the paper off. Yeah, that's the way you, that's the way you defeat Vegeta is that you get like black mold into his bathroom. <laughs> uh, Vegeta bought a house in Greenpoint. <laughs> um, that's okay. I'll just flee you to my parents' house in Paramus, New Jersey. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! I viewed it in the summer, and in the winter, it's got damp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is also a fantastic uh, example of Dragon Ball Z Kai saving us hours of time because there yeah. are two spirit bombs in this episode. <laughs> in one episode that should be eight episodes it is true that the pacing in this is insane uh in, in a good way it's fantastic um, so vegeta's yelling as the life force rains down on goku and meanwhile we cut to yajirobe who's like fuck this sucks he's gotta hurry up <laughs> this is taking so long and uh monkey's vision is coming back and goku's like well too late I, uh, I'm able to throw this spirit bomb at you, and uh, hey, he I'm does Goku. it. Here, here he, it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> oh, look out. <laughs> look out, it's spirit bomb. But Vegeta does a laser blast out his mouth at the same time, causing like a sort of like a mushroom cloud that Gohan and Krillin can, can see in the distance. Right, Goku mm. like whoopsies the spirit bomb. <laughs> he like he drops it on the floor. Yeah, Mazel Tov, you did it. <laughs> I would be so mad if I'd watched four hours of him charging that only for him to drop it. <laughs> and I remember doing that as a child. Oh yeah, like that's that's a. Re- I mean, remember if you're watching anime for the reasons I'm watching anime, which is like big moves. I want to see big moves with elaborate with elaborate wind ups. If you're charging up a spirit bomb, then you uh, you don't you don't pay it off. That's uh, uh, come on. That's the the worst thing you could possibly. You're going to be me. getting a phone call from the estate of Anton Chekhov, uh, Mr. <laughs> Goku. <laughs> um, yeah, you're or you're going to be you're you are going to be Funimation is going to be getting an angry call from a certain a certain elliptical machine in Niagara <laughs> on the Lake Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> um, Goku is laid out, uh, and he marvels that. Vegeta's so strong in this form. It's just unbelievable. What a waste of a spirit bomb. And I'm like, I know, bitch. You wasted it. Uh, Vegeta has some really good lines in this about, like, you know, how he was trying so hard. He's going to squish him with his little foot. And Goku's just completely fucked out of his mind. Yeah, dude, he breaks uh, all the bones in his legs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he stomps on Goku with his big old monkey boot, which the scaling in this is insane. 
Uh, you can never tell how big anyone is, but when he gets to get crushed by the Goku is a teeny little ant man, and the monkey is the biggest monkey there ever, dang be. And he proclaims, "Be happy! I just crushed your manhood and not your skull." <laughs> Oops! All bones. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Vegeta's just fucking riff king this episode. I love he's it. He's so great. Knock, he loves knock, what he's there? doing. Pain. <laughs> Some of his riffs are ridiculously tortured. Like, uh, where he's like, ah, it's too bad. Kakarot will be unconscious. It won't be able to see what I show him, The et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, like he's yeah. going to pull his head off. It's like you're, yeah. he's going to die when you do that instantly. <laughs> yeah, no, then, he, then he remembered that Shinji does that to Kaoru, and it's like, ah, fuck. Vegeta, just do your fucking set. She's never going to notice you from the back of the room. She's done. She already cashed in her drink ticket. Get over it. Just fucking do it. Saiyans are many things, but they are never hack. (laughs) Saiyans. Oh, I lost it. I was going to try and go into like a stool fucking bit, but it's too late. Yeah. Uh, It's gone now. The brain is soup. You ever got uh, Kakarot and all his bones are broken and you, you're you doing this? You're doing this to him? <laughs> <laughs> He's like wobbling well, the mic around. just like, you have a crush of uh, Saiyan's bones and they be looking like this? There <laughs> is a point where Goku is so fucked up and he's like, just, I can't move a muscle. You do what you're going to do to me. And I'm like, he's going to draw a dick on his face. Right. He definitely <laughs> is, yes. Personally, I like to think of Vegeta in this episode as um, Bernie Mac and the I Ain't Scared of You Motherfuckers clip. Just slowly yes. building up his power. Wearing a little <laughs> face of himself on his own pants. This Great. is the second podcast we've done in a week together that where the I Ain't Scared of You Motherfuckers thing comes up. <laughs> I've just been watching I, it all week. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I, it's I, relevant I, I, to I everything just, is why. <laughs> honestly, I, I, I forgot that I talked about that already this week. I, Oh, my God. I got to go. It's it's the uh, clip of our time. This it's stand-up true. set You motherfuckers don't understand. <laughs> I guarantee... I guarantee, like... 75% to 80% of our audience has never seen that before. <laughs> I pull my tail out. This whole room get dark. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's like... I turn into a great ape because I'm blessed. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, like, I love spirit palms. They can sell that shit in can. <laughs> she asked me, do pussy taste like sensu beans? <laughs> I say, bitch, I never had sensu beans. Ain't <laughs> <Hate> it? Uh... <laughs> Dude, I, okay. Rest in peace. Quick, quick uh, 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 detour. The old, my favorite thing out of that entire clip because I watched it like five times last week is that he has a bunch of like jokes. There were the punchline is he says hit it and the music comes on and he dances. And then one of the jokes he does over and over again is if he says the word dick, he stops everything he's doing, does like a face, it goes do dick. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that no, that that's that's empowering up. Yeah, yeah. it's well, so powerful. Alex, I hope you've learned a little bit of showmanship from the Mac because 
you could really use it uh, as the people have called you, you Looney Tunes motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. I have a request, actually. Can we go back into that Pod Damn America episode? Remove my reference to Bernie Mac from that one. Because mm-hmm. this is clearly where it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Hell yes, dude. <laughs> I already put in the hit it dr- music cue in that one. I spent like a whole afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I did sound editing and everything. <laughs> oh my god, Alex. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so he's doing a little bit where he's like, whoopsie daisy, should I should be careful where I step with his big old monkey boot. And and all of a sudden, you know, he makes the point that it's like, even if you died and came back to life, Earth is going to be hella gone. And Goku's like, this is it. I suck and I'm dying. And Goku uh, is such a pain pig this episode. Oh my god, he loves it. He's like, mm, step on me, monkey. And the monkey goes, all right, time to die. And Goku goes, psych, I'm a little uh, fucking bratty bitch. And he beams right in his eye. And he's just, like, oh, you, you got beam in my eye. My fucking, my monkey eye. As, as has been established, monkey eyes are far more sensitive than normal eyes. They're so big. Because they're so big. <laughs> I would love it if I, I wish they had held on to this like and, and for the rest of the series, Vegeta had one eye. Yeah. Right. That's what I was thinking, too, because he he would have an eye patch. It'd be a constant reminder of his past. But that would, you know, mean there would need to be like good storytelling. Yeah, all. he'd be too hot. It'd be distracting. Um, That's true. My my only comment here is that I think there's some kind of error in that mm. they tried to make Goku sound like. I feel like what they were going for was that he's plucky and resistant in his voice Mm. this episode. And he's like, looks like they're going to step on me, Gohan. I'm going to get all my bones crushed. (laughs) But then when it comes across as is Goku just like gleefully being killed. (laughs) But that's his whole thing. He loves it. He loves it. Eat me. I'm food. Eat me. Eat me. Pick me up in your big hand and squash all my little mm-hmm. goo parts. Yeah, Vegeta gets mad about getting beamed in the eye, so he picks him up and starts squeezing him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, there's like a still frame of him just like gasping, and it's very sexual. And Yoja- Yajirobe is just like, oh, fuck, this majorly sucks. Oh, Goku's coming. <laughs> Goku's coming. This is getting gross. I gotta look out for number one. And uh, uh, he also is like asking me to help is emotional labor, and I'm really not in the place right now. I love I love the the genre that exists in almost every anime of the like um of of the chubby guy with a voice like this who always talks about like stuff like I gotta look out for number one. <laughs> Or, or yeah. say things like, um, I know what side my bread's buttered on, you know? Uh, or stuff like this. I yeah, would go out to fight, shit. but I have to maintain my Kevin Smith blog. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I love Yajirobe because I was thinking about it. You know, he's a lot like Mr. Satan in the sense that he's around all the action and stuff. But Mr. Satan is fully aware he's a fraud while Yachirobi thinks he's king shit at Turn Mountain. <laughs> and he thinks all the Z-Boys are whack. Like Krillin and Gohan show up right now and they're like, oh shit, there's a big monkey. What we got to do? We got to come up with a plan. He's like, you guys can't handle this big monkey. You look at you. You're two fucking dork babies. <laughs> <laughs> Krillin goes, all right, I got a plan. We got to cut off his tail. 
uh, you and Gohan go distract him and then I'll do it. And he's like, you're not my boss or my <laughs> father or God. Get out of here. <laughs> he does the bagel boss line, you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that is what I am saying. Yeah, he's, he's like, like cool. Yandrobi is the bagel boss. No, because I ever. I would, did the bagel boss guy ever end up becoming a pro fighter? He no, was, he, he like went a, crazy career for a second. With, I don't think with the same guy that. who manages Bam. Oh yeah, babe. that I know. Yes, he's just like the most Long Island mentally ill man. Like, there's not much to say about him. I'm sure he's still living in his van, polishing yeah. his guns. Yeah, dude, his brain is somewhere in Montauk Point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Uh, do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Alex knows a place in Long Island. Yeah, yeah good job. Surf's I'm very up. proud of you. Montauk yeah, Point. That's what we all call it. <laughs> Montauk Point. <laughs> that's right. You didn't even go with the uh, the more obvious Montauk reference, but that's okay. Montauk Brewery. There's a Montauk Monster. There's yeah. Meet Me in Montauk if you're a, a manic pixie dream girl. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, Montauk we all know Project where various... they tried to make time travel. Yeah. You know what? Let's go in a circle. What's your favorite thing about Montauk? Starting with Katie. My favorite one is Alex knows nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. What was our theory about good. the Montauk monster that one time, Katie? Was that it was like a it was an Italian scientist trying to make a fuckable dog or something? Yes. <laughs> 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 what yeah, if what a if a dog had a, had a human pussy? The dog be gripping. <laughs> you know, you hear that song that pussy be yanking, but it's like, what if the pussy was a pussy? Cat, I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Big pussy. I love the Sopranos. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Wait, so they love the Sopranos, but they've only seen the first few episodes, and they're like, "Hey, that big pussy Bombatero is a stand-up guy. Yeah. I don't need to watch the rest of this series. And <laughs> can't wait to see how he affects the rest of the plot. I'd love to Ooh, watch boy. the rest of I the bet... show, but I'm busy designing a dog he can fuck if he's real. <laughs> this is this is for the honor of big pussy, especially as I assume his character develops in season two to six. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, folks at home, go ahead and look up the Montauk monster, though, just so you know what we're talking about. Yeah, go ahead and draw that up. It's famous. Everyone knows everybody, that. Everybody, have... there's not a town in America that doesn't know about the Montauk monster. Yeah, it's like George Is that an actual Clooney, cryptid? It's George Clooney, Taylor Swift, and Montauk monster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like this is a great opportunity to start to like really explore a new cryptid that, like, I don't know, like lives on whatever rich people throw away wow is are there are there any hollywood movies about the montauk monster no, no because it wa- it only washed up on shore in the early 2000s yeah, is it's this a very like new a, cryptid this is like an animal like this is like an angle we can use to break into showbiz i'm saying though oh yeah uh, okay yeah. it's a sitcom about, it's like dinosaurs uh with like <laughs> the puppets, but it's all montauk monsters i'm thinking like Alf, where the Montauk monster like comes to live with my average American family. Okay, but he's I'm also raising. really horny. Yeah, he's like because he has a he has a human pussy. Yeah, he has a human pussy. I'm thinking <laughs> Love Hina, and there's eight beautiful young girls in the prime of their lives, and then one awkward Montauk monster <laughs> caught in the middle of it all. 
Oh, don't let them touch my human pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get my father's inheritance if I'm not a Montauk virgin monster. Have you ever seen you know a dog bleed from the nose? It's unsettling. <laughs> okay. okay. Man, the Joe Biden campaign's weird. <laughs> so anyway, Big Vegeta Monkey is squeezing... Goku to death. He's like, look, Gohan, I'm squeezing your dad to death. And he's like, let go of my dad right now. I hate and this Krillin, down vote. <laughs> Krillin works up a destructo disc and he throws it. Uh, and Jeets jumps right the fuck over it, cutting the rock in so half. So slick. Set. Natural athlete. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you dumbass. Like, <laughs> that was your one move? Yeah, what do, you, you what do you think? I'm fucking stupid? <laughs> hey, shit for brains. Bet you didn't think I'd jump. <laughs> Bet you didn't see these giant legs. <laughs> Dude, the fucking Vegeta riffs coming out of the super deep voice monkey is so funny, too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I like that they maintain the Vegeta point of view, but in the deep monkey voice. It honestly sounds like when we do Shenron on this show, but it was on TV. <laughs> Damn it, he's one smart monkey. He's too powerful. And Jeets is like, all right, I'm going to kill you, Gohan. And he's like, no, stop it. And he uh, he goes for Gohan. He's talking mad shit. And as he's lunging for him, a snickety snick, the tail gets cut off. But by who? Who could have chopped the tail? It's our man, Yajirobe. And he's like, all right, you're welcome. Gotta go get some snacks. See you later. Right, what does he have better to be doing, I guess is my question. <laughs> he wants to get the fuck out of there because, you know, like when you... All right, I don't know if you can relate to this, but uh, my experience online is I try not to get in fights because what happens is I'll write a really sick burn that mm-hmm. I'm really proud of, and then the minute anyone's, like, replies to that, I freak the fuck out because I can't... Stand any sort of confrontation. I think that's how Yajirobe is. And that's how Yajirobe is. Off, and later Vegeta calls him out, and he's like, "Oh no, he knows who I am." And that's how I feel. I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> they see me. I better go on private again for two weeks until they forget about me." At Yajirobe, pretty big balls for someone with a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Vegeta is very pissed. Uh, he turns back into a regular human man and he is fucking angry. And he goes on a rant about how you will suffer in ways you can't even imagine and your torment will be legendary and other such poems by uh, Placebo. Mm-hmm. And uh, sad trumpet plays. You will wake up in pure mourning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeets uh, pinches uh, punches Goku uh, Vegeta punches Goku in the face everyone has very similar names and uh, he punches him in the gut and he says some racist stuff about hearing half breeds are tenacious right well that's just race science to him yeah, yeah. Because when he left Planet Vegeta, it was 1915. Yeah, well, that's absolutely. It's because one of the one of the key sort of say in powers, obviously, is uh, the reason they have that hair is to resist uh, having phrenology calipers applied to their head. Correct. It's true. Correct. It denies yes. the calendars. The calipers. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually sharp. It just busts them off. Yeah. Didn't it? Didn't uh, even like a... try to touch my divots. <laughs> 
<laughs> there was a while where I swear there was a part of the show where they said the hair was unbreakable, and then they yes. did a quick 180 on that, and they were like, just kidding, you can cut it, you can do whatever you want, it's just hair. Yeah, they definitely for sure at some point say, like, a Saiyan's hair cannot be cut, it stays exactly what it is forever. And then Gohan's like, yeah, right. <laughs> but at least with Gohan, it's like, he's half human, so maybe that's why. But then, like, Vegeta in GT just has, like, short hair, and everyone's like, all right, I guess right. we're done with that. hundred episodes later, they're like, surprise, these were all weaves. <laughs> <laughs> we take it back. <laughs> it took us so long to get those tracks out. We saw that Chris uh, Rock movie. It made us rethink some things. Yeah. I buy my Ooh. hair from India. <laughs> <laughs> After oh, I get a better quality there. <laughs> mm, mm, I don't know about this one. I'm going to move on. Uh, he grabs. Yep. Beep, beep. Okay. He grab Gohan by the collar. And uh, Gohan attempts uh, a last-ditch effort to headbutt him, but he's all bloodied, and uh, Vegeta's like, you should die by your father's side, and he tosses him off a cliff, and he falls like a leaf. It's just like he just kind of floats down there and settles by old Goku, who's like, Gohan, you got to fight for both of us. And he's like, I can't, I'm four years old, and he's so strong. And Vegeta then gets out his day planner. He's like, let's see who's on my list. First, I'll kill Goku. Then I'll kill Gohan. Then Krillin. And then that fatty Yajirobe. And I'm like, oh, you sounds like you got a really full day. That's really great that you're keeping busy during the quarantine. It's so important to just have something to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he's like, you got to do it, Gohan. You know, think Go about on. all the people sacrifice their lives. And then he's like... All right, fine. Like, what about Piccolo? Would Piccolo be psyched about this? Go on, go on. Give the fans what they want. Go fight an adult. Just a child (laughs) fighting an adult. (laughs) Just what that would look like. Everyone's comfortable (laughs) watching it. A four-year-old child. Just like a four-year-old just taking full-on ham sandwiches to the face. (laughs) 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 This guy will rehabilitate right after this fight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, Vegeta comes down next to Goku and starts kicking the shit out of him mafia style, mm-hmm. and that's Same when leg. Uh, Gohan gets the fire and he goes, "Stop! It's I'm gonna fight you!" And they start doing kickies and punchies. And while they're off doing that, Goku calls Krillin to his deathbed. He says, "Krillin, come here. I have a wish." Take my hand, princess. It's time to go. And he's like, Goku, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> There's a lot like, of time devoted to Krillin being like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> to be fair, like, you know, this dude's all kicked in the head and he's like, take my hand. And you're like, bitch, what? <laughs> I think they're signaling the beginning of a trend of like, pay attention. Go- Goku's taken a lot of hits to the brain in the last few fights. <laughs> Maybe he makes less sense from now on, and that's part of it. <laughs> he finally convinced Krillin to take his hand, and he's like, I'm going to give you the energy I collected. Turns out I only took half of it. And he's like, what? And he, he sends it to Krillin, and the little uh, semeny uh, mushroom dust appears on his hand. <sighs> and then he turns and, it into the blue ball. Yeah, he turns it into an orb. Meanwhile, Gohan elbows jeets in the face and he volleyball punches him into the ground yeah and so he's like krillin you gotta use his energy ball 
to fuck up Vegeta. And you have to hit him square on. And also, you only get one chance. Don't fuck it up. All right, Krillin, the most reliable character in the show. <laughs> Krillin, we gave you, you we gave you the spirit bomb. Absolutely do not miss Krillin. We do <laughs> not know what we'll do. I mean, I, I don't think you will. I'm just saying if you did, uh-oh. Dude, the best part is that the announcer comes on, and he's like, will Krillin be able to throw the spirit bomb despite <laughs> his inexperience? And you're like, he has been professionally fighting literally exactly as long as Goku. <laughs> Dude, they started the same day. <laughs> Mm, it's 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 interesting that they're saying that the, that the short that the short guy ha- is less experienced, even though he's the same. He has the same training as Goku. And yeah, he's just anti-short prejudice. Also, uh, right, if you're under five heroes, feet, we, all men should die, and that's okay. <laughs> will all our heroes realize that Namek is a stand your ground planet? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. Roll credits. Uh, all right, uh, out of. Seven Dragon Balls. Um, what do we give it, Alex? Oh, wow. Great episode. I loved the sassy monkey. Um, this does feel like a real in-betweener uh, between other yeah. great points. Um, but I had a great time. And also, just they deserve some points for the amount of time they saved us in Dragon Ball Z Kai. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I was watching like four weeks of Goku charging up the spirit bomb. So I'm going to give this a six out of seven. Great episode. Yeah, Katie, what do you say? Um, yeah, this is a pretty enjoyable episode. I love a yeah, Jirobi action. Um, I uh don't I don't know. I yeah, I I guess yeah, I'm going to give it 5 out of 7. I I thought it was really good. I don't know why I didn't feel as engaged with it as maybe the past two episodes, but it was still really good. Nice, Riley. Yeah, I'm um I'm 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 going with uh, with a six out of seven. I'm, oh, I'm concurring. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know what Alex gets because of that now, but Alex, whatever I've given you, if it's maybe what like another day to live, son, or some of the it's what you didn't give me. It's like jazz. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I haven't watched a Dragon Ball Z episode in ages, years, over a de- over a decade. Um. And it was nice to come back to, but I don't have much else to compare it to. Mm-mm-mm. So I'm so I'm giving it a six out of seven. That and also I have a secret. I have a point shaving operation on uh, rating the Dragon Ball Z episodes and balling out super. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> just want to pull down that average just a hair. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. I, if I don't do it, I'll get my knees broken. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give it uh, a s- very strong uh, and um, um, very legitimate six out of seven. Uh, not at all another number. Six out of seven. Three sixes, baby. Devil's episode. Yeah, Bad devil ass. ass. Uh, wow. Devil at the moon. What a, what a fantastic episode. I love Yajirobe cutting the tail off. Uh, must say, iconic moments all around. And uh, certainly not going to be summoning any type of deity now. No, okay. why would you? Why would we? Do we uh do we have an email this week? It's time for Dragon Mail. Give me some of that Dragon Mail. It's time for Dragon Mail. Uh, okay. The title of email Wife Guy Knife Guy. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Hey, ballers. Big fan of the show. I've got a question that may be suited to either the knife guy or the wife guys, or possibly <laughs> one of you just knows somebody who would know something about this. All right. Uh, in brief, the pandemic has made my current nine to five situation a lot more precarious. I'm working mm. from home now, but that isn't long term feasible with my job. Depending mm. on how things shake out with the coronavirus, may not be safe to return to work as normal when the company opens back up. I'm mm. looking for escape options. One mm. thing I think I might be able to do pretty well at is drawing erotica online. Mm. But I don't know much about the nuts and bolts of getting paid for such an operation. Mm-hmm. What are the preferred online services currently for such a thing? What safety precautions do I need to follow as far as linking up my finances? I don't know for sure if I'll be leaving my job for a career drawing porn on the internet. So just in case, I'd like a little separation between my art alias and my normie identity. Enough not to get doxxed by randos anyway. Appreciate any help you're willing to offer here. Uh, and thanks for the hours of fantastic weep related content. Respectfully, at C Art Slut. Well, um, thanks, I can Art actually, Slut. yeah, I can help with this, uh, but I'll let you guys get your joke answers first. Yeah, what I would do is go ahead <laughs> and just lean on my wife's income. That's for sure what I would do. Yeah, that's definitely the best way to go. <laughs> if, if at all possible, oh, yeah. that's the wife guy answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wife guy suggests leaning on wife. Yeah. <laughs> All right, knife guy here. Uh, it's actually very easy to do. Uh, I would suggest starting an Instagram account under an alias that is not linked to any of your emails that you, you know, if you're really concerned about keeping it separate. But uh, that's the best way to promote stuff. Um, I don't know about websites for, like, selling porn specifically, but if you just, like, start posting on the internet, people will find you. And then uh-huh. uh, you can... Um, I hear that Cash App is the best way to take money if you're trying to... Uh, I Like, a lot of my sex worker friends use Cash App because it's, like, one of the few that they uh, can't get tracked on. But uh, there's nothing illegal when it comes to like drawing porn like you don't have to worry about that well, I think, you know what i mean i think there are some there. regulations i don't know what no, they are but i do i don't it's think a, anything goes it's like yeah, that that makes a lot of assumptions about what this person is drawing remember there was that person who got arrested going into canada with a naked drawing of like bart simpson yeah i'm just <laughs> we saying we all remember that that and the montauk monster the two things everyone knows about <laughs> all right well generally speaking there's nothing illegal about like erotic yeah drawings like if you're keeping kids out of it um so i mean there's like each site has its own rules about like what you can and can't post but i mean technically you're fine if you're like worried about your personal whatever uh which i sorry to sound weird i just like i've lost all my shame in 2007 (laughs) um i uh yeah you can just like set up a bounce email or like a paypal you know you can definitely set up a twitter i have like every time uh, like an anime joke goes viral i see at least like five accounts that are all fat titty dragonites yeah yeah (laughs) yeah can't wait till we get that one over in montauk am i right Am yeah. I right or am like, I right? Yeah. Twitter, yeah, Twitter and and t- Instagram. You'll you just if you do the right hashtags, the the perbs will come to you. 
<laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for writing in at Sea Art yeah. Slot. I hope we had some sort of uh, insight. <laughs> yeah, and if um, if you do start doing horny art uh, under an alias, you should uh, email us about it, and we'll 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 give you a shout. Yeah, we'll on plug the show. your horny art on the podcast. Yeah, I, I love. Listen, <laughs> we're not above it. Let's go. <laughs> we all have needs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Riley, thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you thank have anything you. to plug? Uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me. I had a great time. Um, instead of plugging Trash Future, I'm going to plug the podcast within a podcast that I'm now doing with Bunta Vista's uh, Andrew Law, who's at Illy Boshin on Twitter. We have a show within a show called the Boney Island Whitefish, <laughs> where we are reviewing every episode of season five of the Fox procedural crime drama Bones. Okay. Um, oh, I was wondering yeah. why you made a reference to that. Like, we should know what the fuck's up with that show. <laughs> um, and you can see just things like are on my mind consistently. They just keep coming up. Um, I live in circles, uh, and on and so that that can be found on both the Patreons of Trash Future and Bunta Vista. It's released simultaneously, so you just have to subscribe to one of the two, and you will get every episode of the Bony Island Whitefish. <laughs> the season five of bones is amazing because it's the it's like a procedural monster of the week detective show but at season five they realized they needed to up the stakes and they didn't figure out that you just have to have like a big multi-episode bad that they have to fight with by looking at bones and so they just look at (laughs) so instead they have to like find increasingly interesting ways to look at just bones and have a single thing that's solved in an episode (laughs) and so like They'll heavily imply that they're looking at the bones of an actual leprechaun, and they have to figure out <laughs> leprechauns are real. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> For example, and it's played serious. It's played straight. Oh man, wow. that's so yeah. good. If you're well, listening at home, exactly. eat the bones. <laughs> uh, Alex, what would you like to plug this week? Plug eating the bones. That's for one. And uh, Pod Damn America, Matt. Patak jokes on Twitter. If I ever take a selfie, if you could just not be mean to me, I'd like to plug that. Um, Were people mean about your selfie? I thought you looked good in that. People are mean to me every time I post a picture of myself, and I'm (laughs) never doing it again. (laughs) It's happened a bunch of times. Be nice to to Alex. Alex. He's such like a handsome, tall man. I don't get that. You're objectively attractive. And I think that's why I'm asking to be fucking dragged through the mud. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare post that picture of the dragon under every selfie he takes. That's not what it's about. Jeremy (laughs) Hammond. I said don't. I said don't do it. I wonder where they could be getting these twisted ideas. These (laughs) sordid influences. Is it because you're like so wacky that people think they could just like shit on you? I think I've catered a no selfies account is what's happened. And so Mm. now I have to live by that lifestyle. I could teach you to be a hot girl on the internet. I was 25 once. Let's go. Okay, we will be talking about that behind the paywall. Hot girl behind the paywall. Uh, Subscribe Uh, now. What do you you got? (laughs) Uh, you there's can... an idea for some erotic art. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, find me on Twitter at Katie Rose, Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose. Uh, I am still 
producing last words for The Pit, which is a weekly heavy metal news and talk show about new releases and things that have happened in the scene this week. This week we're having Matt Heafy from the band Trivium as our guest. So if you've been alive and uh, in the last 15 years, you know Trivium, they're Trivium. Come on down. Keep me paid. Yeah. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. And uh, find me on Twitter at, at Jeremy Thunder. Check out uh, Generation Lost, my podcast with Brendan Bor. We watched the Weird Al movie this week. And which um, one? The uh, UHF? U- UHF. He's got it's more than UHF. one. Yeah, hey, UHF. Um, and um, uh, shout out to the Discord kids who are making a fucking wiki for this show right now, and it's like it's very impressive. Um, yeah, get all the episode ratings up on there. Yeah, so, <laughs> cement make that it easier history. for us to reference later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, alright that's it for this week join us next week soon, soon.